Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The high number of migrants we have encountered at our southern border is a challenge that is not unique to the United States. Countries throughout our hemisphere, in fact, throughout the world, are experiencing an unprecedented number of displaced people fleeing poverty, authoritarian regimes, homes destroyed by extreme weather events, corruption, and violence. The regional challenges require regional solutions, and that is why Secretary of State Blinken and I, with the White House Homeland Security Advisor Sherwood Randall, were in Mexico two weeks ago, why I spoke with Panama's Minister of Security last week, and why, among other engagements in the region, I will be traveling to Central America in the coming weeks, as I have throughout the past three years. You went to Mexico to beg them to do something. You have to beg a friend for help? It's Letterkenny. When a friend asks for help, you help him. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. It's an open border. There's no help for Border Patrol. There is no technology for Border Patrol. There is no money for Border Patrol. It is a demoralized Border Patrol. You have more crossings than ever before. Don't sit there and tell us other nations are dealing with this in our hemisphere. Who are you referring to? Name names, show your work. This is a mythology going on from Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary. And the mythology continues. In fact... The majority of all migrants encountered at the southwest border throughout this administration have been removed, returned, or expelled, a majority of them. We are doing everything we can within a broken system to incentivize non-citizens to use lawful pathways to impose consequences on those who do not. That is just a fraud. The idea that you expel most of them. Doesn't that indicate to you that the problem is greater than you're explaining? If you have Border Patrol involved in over 300,000 apprehensions in December which was nearly 100,000 more than the December before, nearly 100,000 more than the December before, nearly 100,000 more than the December before. Doesn't that indicate to you that there is a draw taking place that maybe if you stopped it, you would have a chance to catch up instead of having areas, whether it be in Lukeville, Arizona, or others, where Border Patrol is outnumbered 200 to 1. Maybe if we looked at full disruption of the cartel trafficking industry, which, according to Speaker Mike Johnson just last week, is $32 million a week. No, is that a day? No, it was a week. Maybe, just maybe, you could have this under control. Now, no one ever talks about cartel disruption. 
What you'll hear is destroy the cartels. For the record, that's easier said than done. Oh, I'm not saying it can't be done. I believe that Mexico is not a good partner. I believe that Mexico is not a good neighbor. And I believe that action has to be taken to ensure their help or we have to take action to provide our own help. Our job is to get abused at the southern border. How about we just move the border into Mexico by three and a half miles and we leave it as three and a half miles of quite literally no man's land. Now, I haven't gone so far as to say engage the same way that North Korea and South Korea do. I'm not an animal. But why in the world do we wait till people are on American soil? Why not be proactive? This is where Mexico should be coming in as a neighbor to prevent people from traveling up, but they don't. Now, admittedly, the meeting that Mayorkas and Blinken, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, had with the Mexican President AMLO, Andres Manuel Ob- Lopez Obrador, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, A-M-L-O, AMLO, that did at least stop trains. Because trains were coming in. Thousands of people on the trains. You had to go ask them to stop? Why were they allowing it to begin with? Serious pressure has to be put on Mexico because this is not how a friend acts. You have a choke point at the south of Mexico as it touches Central America. Maybe you actually have to choke. You just have to say no. It has to stop. It has to be fortified. And then refortified. And then refortified. Maybe three miles into Mexico, in specific places, we they there needs to be an invitation for the United States to be able to act in its best interest. Now, maybe it won't stop everybody, but maybe it'll stop a few. And maybe it'll flow people into areas so we know exactly who is coming into the country. The border is the biggest story in America. The border is the everything. And what do we get for people who are are supposed to be the ones dealing with such a serious situation? We get children... Well, we get frauds like Alejandro Mayorkas, and then we get children like Representative Ocasio-Cortez. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall, or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, mm-hmm. just like all of our ancestors did and our, and our grandparents and great-grandparents. A child. The only way to get rid of undocumented people or to deal with the undocumented situation is to say, you're now a citizen. Here you go. It doesn't matter that you broke the law. We don't care. 
Here are your services. Milton Friedman, uh, the famed economist, once, um, maybe he said it more than once, but he, he theorized that you could have an open border, absolutely open, if you didn't provide any services. If there was no financial incentive or financial aid connected, you could have an open border. Never let it be said that Milton Friedman wasn't wrong about a few things. He was completely wrong uh, about that. Completely wrong about that. Of course, one needs a border. And it needs to be strong. And it needs to remember its job. Protect American citizens. Protect people who are here legally. Protect the people who want to be Americans. One must have a border. And one cannot simply reward the people who do things illegally. But when you're a child, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a child with ignorant, hateful policies like that, you encourage more people to come across. She is encouraging more people to come across. That's what she's doing. We've got an election coming up. I'm going to get into it because uh, I think it's more and more clear that Joe Biden will not be the nominee. So I I will break that down. Um, But there's a couple of things happening, including the, the main secretary of state. I don't know if you heard what it is she had to say about Trump being on the ballot. Then there were the Golden Globes. Everyone's talking about the, the Taylor Swift joke that fell flat. Not enough people talking about the Jim Gaffigan comment that is worthy of your attention. I've got all of that coming up. This is Tony Katz today. This stage should mean something to you. I have not a single conspiratorial bone in my whole body. And everything about Ray Epps smells rotten to the core. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Now, this is Ray Epps. Do me a favor there, uh, Carl. Carl's in for Jason uh, today. Finger on the dump button just in case. You never know. What somebody's saying behind the scenes. This is Ray Epps, who on January 6th, wearing his Trump hat and a little bit of camo, was telling people to go to the Capitol. President Trump is finished speaking. We are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems are. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as So here's this guy egging people on to go to the Capitol. Sounding uh, official. Oh, I guess we're going to the Capitol after this. Some guy said, don't just believe what you hear, but neither here nor there. This guy is on video, as you just heard, numerous times 
numerous times saying go to the Capitol. His name comes up, and the next thing you know, nobody wants to talk to him. And people are like, how could you not want to talk to this guy? You're charging everybody under the sun with every crime you can think of. You're abusing and And we should be clear. It was a riot on January 6th, and I don't mind people being held responsible for what they did. Doesn't bother me at all. I don't think everybody's innocent. But I do think you're innocent until proven guilty. I do think you have a right to see your lawyer. I do think you have a right to medical care. To at least see your doctor, even if you're the one who has to pay for it. And how these people are treated, people are upset with Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman from New York, for referring to them as January 6th hostages. She's not far off in a lot of cases. Now, you may not agree with her on her support for Trump, that she, could she be the one being vetted to be a vice president to Trump if Trump should get the nomination? I don't know if any of that's true, and I have no doubt that she would take the gig. But it doesn't take some kind of Trumpophant, uh, that's that's a sycophant for Trump, I think I just invented a word, to notice that there are people who have been arrested in all this who are being treated horribly by our government. Yet there are people who have treated our country horribly and nothing happens to them. Destroying police stations during the George Floyd riots, destroying parks during the George Floyd riots, destroying businesses during the George Floyd riots. Not a single thing happened to these people. They're no better than the people from January 6th. Are they? All riots are bad, but some are worse than others. Interesting. Not the way I play. Ray Epps should have been questioned. And Ray Epps absolutely should be one of those people you're looking at. He got a year of probation. He pled guilty in September to one count as part of a plea deal with uh, Justice Department prosecutors, which all these things are. They're all plea deals. Who has the money to fight this stuff? It's why I cannot stand the system as is. The Justice Department, the FBI, flat out abusive. They can throw anything they want at you. They can put the squeeze on you any way they choose. And you don't have the money to defend yourself. You don't have the ability to defend yourself. It's an obscene thing that happens in America. And it has to stop. And for the FBI agents who are proud of themselves, what the hell is wrong with you? Don't be proud of any of this. There are times where you should be. And there are times that we're proud of you. When American citizens are abused, even if you don't like them, don't be proud of yourself. Don't be proud of yourself when you raid the house of Paul Manafort at 4.30 in the morning and scare his wife three quarters to death and you get to prance him around in his underwear. Ha ha, you embarrassed him good. My God, were there no reasonable, decent jobs available? Oh, and don't look the other way, those of you who are just in the DOJ. You're the same. Oh, and you, if you're one of the people who cheers them on for going after political enemies, well, holy hell, congratulations. You're the enemy you've been looking for. When you talk about the authoritarians and the people who are a threat to democracy, it's the mirror that you don't want to look in. Ray Epps only gets gets a year of probation. That guy is doing some incitement. 
it is insane that he only gets a year. I have not a single conspiratorial bone in my body. Not a one. I never have. It's just never been my way. Never has been my way. But good Lord, how obvious is this? How clear is that something is not right? So I believe something is rotten in Denmark. Is that the is that the phraseology I'm going for? Thank you, Will. Appreciate that. Will Shakespeare. He's a buddy. Madness. Madness. Maybe not as mad as uh, someone uh, like Liz Cheney. Look, you know, the president has has pardon power and pardon authority. I think that uh, it's a very important piece that people ought to consider when they're thinking about for whom they're going to vote. Someone who says that they would pardon individuals who assaulted the Capitol, who attempted to stop a constitutional process, uh, who uh, assaulted police officers. I mean, it was a bloody battle. I had police officers, one, tell me that it was it was like medieval hand to hand combat. Uh, the notion that the Republican Party would continue its efforts to whitewash that day mm-hmm. when the, the peaceful transition of power is at the core of the survival of our republic yeah. tells you that they're unfit for office. So you're saying that Ron DeSantis is unfit for office? That's wonderful. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the people decide who is fit. And you can make the argument that they're unfit. What you can't do is keep them from being on the ballot, which is something that I'm, I'm going to get into. But shouldn't we, uh, Ms. Cheney, former representative, shouldn't we be asking ourselves why it is that some people are getting quite literally the riot act read to them, being treated like prisoners, and some people are getting very wishy-washy slaps on the wrist? How can you look at these videos, the audio I just shared, how can you look at that and not say this guy is is someone who started a, a riot, who was looking to incite, was sending people to the Capitol? He would be amongst the very, very top people who deserve uh, a, a long prison sentence. It, it, that's how your mind would, would look to us, yet that's not what happens. So... Rotten in Denmark, man. I don't think I'm engaged in a single conspiracy theory. I think I'm engaged in recognizing an issue. That something is just ugly here. And that your January 6th commission, Liz Cheney, was a fraud. And a lie. Run by a television showrunner, a producer, for maximum effect, regardless of maximum facts. And have we found out the data that you compiled? Where is that? Or was it destroyed? What what happened? I would ask Republicans in the House what's going on with this, but I, I think they're still trying to figure out how to pass a budget and deal with the two-person majority and, well, not being super effective, which is a problem. This is Tony Katz today. 
So we should be clear about a couple things. And one of those things is, is that whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, the efforts to keep him off the ballot are dangerous. And if we're going to now be the people who are worried about the threat against democracy, well then, that should lead people to be opposed to these states where they believe willy-nilly they can just take Trump off the ballot. How dare he, the starter of a insurrection, as, as they'll say, which of course they're wrong about, how dare he be on the ballot? Now you understand, because we've engaged this before, this has really very little to do with, with, with Trump. This is really an attack on you. This is an attack on you, the voter. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669, got Tony. If you're one of these people who believes that the Secretary of State's, the Secretaries of State across the country should remove Trump from the ballot, it, it, show, your, show your work, explain your math, give me a call. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. The idea that they're protecting democracy is mythology. And this is very important in the wake of Joe Biden's speech the other day because he is running on this this pseudo-intellectualism of protecting democracy. You have we we have to protect democracy if if we vote improperly. My gosh, the damage that we will be doing. The fear-mongering is, is quite incredible. But it's everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere that Joe Biden's uh, conversation from the other day, and this has, of course, permeated all the talking heads everywhere you go, Everywhere you go, like there is stuff that that Biden said that I'm pretty sure I can't play on air because he almost called President Trump a sick blank. And he had to stop himself and people applaud it. They were cheering about it. The threat to democracy. Remember, we're not a democracy, but neither here nor there is telling you that you should not be able to have a say. That's where these people are. And they're very, very open about it. This was MSNBC, because all ridiculous things emanate from MSNBC. Fernand Amandi, political analyst, being asked the question. Fernand, one of the questions I had watching President Biden's speech, which was clear, it was impassioned, it set the stakes, is where his campaign then goes from here, how they continue to beat that drum while simultaneously articulating the accomplishments of this administration. You know, Alicia, I don't think that's a difficult um, shoe to fit because to keep the accomplishments economically from all of the progress from a civil rights perspective, it only functions in a democracy. That is why this framing 
which I believe is a bulletproof framing, by the way, of making the election a referendum on democracy and the continuation of American democracy or moving to totalitarianism. That is why you hear and see, as you just played a few moments ago, the Trump campaign has made their strategic decision to talk about this and try and weirdly, awkwardly, ridiculously cast Joe Biden as the anti-democratic candidate. How do I also know this? Because I'm seeing this in polling as well. As we now poll voters, this issue of protecting American democracy is rising to the forefront. Good. And let us note how Democrats are not protecting democracy. They are aggressive in its destruction because they support the idea of the secretaries of state de facto deciding that people can't be on the ballot. It's Trump today. But if you can get away with screaming, defending democracy, what can't you do? We have to protect democracy. So sorry, talk radio hosts, you're not allowed. We have to protect democracy. So sorry, these books, you're not allowed to be on the shelves. Sorry, you're not allowed to have this website. Sorry, you're not allowed to make that movie. We have to protect democracy. Protecting democracy comes from allowing people to actually engage in it. That's democracy. That's how one keeps the republic. What the political left is doing is the opposite of this. You have, I think you pronounce her name, Sheena Bellows. She's the Secretary of State in Maine. She's on uh, MSNBC with Jen Psaki. Dear Lord. Jen Psaki is is paid Democratic uh, talking point from beginning to end. Don't ever tell me about Hannity or anybody else. This is nuts. The Secretary of State in Maine took Trump off the ballot. Listen, Psaki first and then Secretary Bellows. And it sounds like there's a range of scenarios that the Supreme Court could rule. They could rule in a ruling that includes Maine. They could rule one that doesn't include Maine. You're planning for different scenarios. Trump is on the ballot. Obviously, though, if they rule in a way that kicks him off the ballot, there would be an adjustment, I assume. Of course. hundred percent. Yes. We will follow the law in the Constitution no matter what. And that was what was so important. So I made my decision based exclusively on the record in the hearing, the weight of the evidence and the arguments were made. I followed the law and the Constitution, as is my duty. Uh, And that's what election officials do every day across this country. This was not your duty. Take someone off the ballot who has neither been charged nor convicted with insurrection, not your duty. First, let me say, you look on TV like you're smiling. Secondly, you don't sound to me like a serious person, but it could be how I hear you. But let's get to the meat of the matter. This is not not why you were elected. You are protecting no one. You are engaged in an ideological political pursuit, and you are keeping the people of Maine from being able to make a decision. This is true in Colorado. The Colorado case going to the Supreme Court, as we know, because they took Trump off the ballot. They're going to argue that they have uh, rationale to under the 14th Amendment. Individual states can make a decision 
to take a guy off the ballot because they decided he engaged in insurrection? Is that right? Well, if it's just about deciding, I guess Joe Biden's off the ballot. Now, it won't matter because Joe Biden won't be the nominee. Foreshadowing, I'll get to that later. But this is the argument. Well, if they could just kick Trump off, why can't we find a secretary of state from a Republican state, kick Joe Biden off the ballot? Goodbye. What are they going to do? You started a fight, guys. Now, I don't actually want this because I believe it's wrong and I don't think you do the wrong thing to prove that someone's wrong. But the argument counter to that is how else will these lowlifes learn? They want to take away people's right to vote. They want to make the claim that they know what's best. They know what's scary and they're going to keep the scary from you. So you don't even get a right to say whether or not you would vote for this person. As undemocratic as the day is long is the political left on this subject. Completely undemocratic. No caring about the law. No caring about the rights of people. So let's stop with the idea that they are protecting democracy when they are the ones most opposed to it. As I said about Colorado then, and I'll say it now, this should already have been taken up. The decision should be 9-0. Trump should be on the ballot. There should be consequences for what, what took place in Colorado. Consequences for Secretary Bellows here in Maine. She's a child. Or at least she's acting like a child. Consequences for these progressives who don't believe in your rights. Remember this. Every time you see them scream about threat to democracy, that is them trying to get license to affect the way you engage. Because once you say that a candidate is a threat to democracy, every candidate can be a threat to democracy. Every candidate you decide, Every candidate has engaged in a way you find unacceptable. Well, clearly, their posts on social media were uh, moving towards insurrection. So we had to do something about this. Once you can remove a candidate from the ballot because you don't like them, you can remove them for anything. And all of a sudden, thought crime becomes a punishable offense through this action. No one who favors democracy, no one who favors democracy, I'll utilize their words, favors removing people from the ballot. No one. And so the people who push for this on MSNBC, these people don't favor democracy. They're authoritarians. They want to hurt you. They want to damage you. Of course. It's not even a question. It is where the Evidence takes you. If one is clear, if one is honest, if one recognizes that there's a difference between their ideology and reality, the idea that you would remove people from the ballot because you think they did something, as opposed to whether or not they were adjudicated guilty of something, That is the bigger threat. 
That is the threat to the survival of a free nation. That threat in today's America comes from the political left. So when you tell me, as I often do, discuss this, there's no difference between the two parties? Maybe there's a difference. I'm Tony Katz. So the trend now is to get a thermal cup from Stanley. The Stanley Pink Valentine Heart 40-ounce tumbler. People are running to Target to get this thing if they haven't already gotten it. And they're now reselling it on eBay for 125 bucks. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, I don't... What am I supposed to do with the with the thing? It's a... It's 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 a it's a it's a tumbler. It's a you 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 put the you put the drinks in it and, you, and then you drink it and then you're like, ah, oh, that's delicious. And people are now dem- like like in a rush for them. Wasn't it Hydroflask just a few uh, few years ago? I don't know. I don't know how Stanley figured this one out. But there's video of people actually running in a Target store to get this pink tumbler. I mean, it's like it's like a Yeti. It, it, it's exactly what it is. It's 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 like a Yeti. It is weird how things connect and 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 move people. I I did look for it online. I couldn't find it. Absolutely, positively. Could could not could not find it. Uh, I don't see it at Target, or I don't see it at, at other places. So I, I guess it's already sold out. I guess I guess you've you've already lost out, and you're you're not going to get it. And then you're not going to have your Valentine. And then you're going to live your life alone, and and you're going to die alone. And and that's the way it is. And no one's going to find the body for at least six to twelve years. Is that not how it works? Because I I was told that's how it works. The whole concept of viral, and what gets attention and how things connect is so is so nutty and it it is the most important thing for uh people who are depending on that uh to to note there are some things and some people who go viral sometimes for the reason of how revealing the uh, uh the amount of clothing they're wearing is some people for how ridiculous they are the the, the more and more Maddening things you have to do for attention. We are very much living in a they shoot horses, don't they kind of moment. But the vast majority of people don't go viral. The vast majority of people don't create celebrity on Vine, move that over to YouTube, and then are able to create uh, a water company, a hydration company that does over a billion dollars in sales like Logan Paul. That's... That's, I mean, that doesn't happen. You're not creating hundreds of millions of views like Mr. Beast. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't try. I, I think that it just has to be recognized that that's just really, really rare. 
And just in the same way that you can't depend on getting into the NBA. Right? That's it. You got to have a backup plan. How things go viral. Stanley, does Stanley understand what happened here? All they got to know is they got people showing up at their website left and right trying to buy their stuff. It's got to be good for them. Create some opportunities. Certainly a lot of free press. That's great. When people were doing the ice bucket challenge, you remember that? from few, why, why that charity? You know how many people tried to figure out how to make their charity that? I think it was for ALS, right? Wasn't the ice bucket challenge for, uh, uh, yes, for ALS. There's no understanding it. I don't know why this drink. But if you have one, uh, congratulations. Looks pretty. Hopefully keeps your drink cold or hot. Remember, that's what you're trying to do here. But don't get into a fight over it uh, at a Target. That's just weird. This is Tony Katz today.